of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, this is Josh Butts, and you're listening to No Butts About It. Before we can talk about who is going to have a big narrative, we need to start with who the contenders are. Who are our characters in this season of football in the NFL? This week, I was writing my show notes, and I said, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the big decision maker here. Whatever Aaron Rodgers does is going to just be the hand that pushes over all the dominoes. And that was exactly right. Aaron Rodgers comes out and says he is going to stay with the Green Bay Packers. He's going to stay playing quarterback. He wants a new contract. Pat, The Pat McAfee Show was reporting this. I believe they were the first to report this. And that most likely means Devontae Adams will stay there underneath the franchise tag. Well, right after that happened, uh, the Denver Broncos announced that they would be trading for Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Now, this was a huge trade. Some people suspected that Russell Wilson would be moving on, but I don't think they expected the trade to be this big. So... Let's break down that trade first. Russell Wilson is going to the Denver Broncos in exchange for Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks in 2022 and 2023, and a 2022 fifth-round selection to the Seahawks for Wilson. The Broncos will also be receiving a 2022 fourth-round pick with that. Now, that is huge. This is a huge gamble that the Broncos are taking on Wilson. And not to say Wilson's not a good quarterback, but they've traded away quite a bit for this, quite a bit of their future. A lot of people are saying that Denver needs to win a Super Bowl next season to make this worthwhile. I disagree with that because it's a hard division that they're in. I mean, Broncos are in the AFC West, and they've got to deal with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Justin Herbert's Chargers, and then you've also got the Raiders, which have been a pretty average team, but they've got some good players. They've shown some spark and they went to the playoffs this last year where they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals in the wild card round. So Russell Wilson, he he is obviously a veteran. 
He's been in the league since 2012. And there have been rumors going on for a while that he's wanted out of Seattle. So it's not too surprising that he left. And there's also been a lot of success with having veterans move to new teams and kind of rejuvenating that team and taking them to a Super Bowl. For example, Tom Brady did it with the Buccaneers. Matthew Stafford did it most recently, moving on from the Lions to the Rams, where they won a Super Bowl last month. Now, this isn't the only big trade that has gone through, though. Uh, Carson Wentz, the ex-Colts quarterback from last season, is going to play for the Washington Commanders. Uh, the Washington Commanders is a team that was renamed. They were the Redskins, then they were the Washington football team, and most recently they've decided to change their name to the Washington Commanders. So the Washington Commanders will be getting quarterback Carson Wentz, um, and they're taking his whole contract, which really helps out the Indianapolis Colts because that means they don't have to pay Carson anymore. They can just kind of have him in the rearview mirror. They say, thank you for what you did, but we don't need you anymore. Uh, the Colts will be getting a 2022 third-round pick, 2023 third-round pick, and it becomes a second-rounder if Carson plays 70% of the snaps this upcoming season. And then in 2022, they'll have a second-round pick swap, which means the Colts will have the 42nd pick overall, and the Commanders will move down to the 47th pick overall. However, this is interesting because it leaves the Colts without a quarterback, or a proven quarterback, I should say. They do still have Sam Ellinger, who is a 2021 rookie out of Texas. He's not proven, and for a team that seemingly could make a Super Bowl run, or indefinitely could make a playoff run at the quarterback position, it, it seems like I, they don't want to bet on that, just relying on Sam Ellinger. However, if they have to, they will, but they're in a lot of trade rumors. So let's dive into that. Of course, in the league, you're going to have everyone talking about anyone potentially at all that could become available. You're going to have people talking about the this guy who hasn't been in the league for five years is coming out of retirement. Some people are saying Andrew Luck is coming out of retirement. Some people are saying Colin Kaepernick wants back in the league, and so the Colts are going to sign him. I just don't see that happening. It doesn't seem realistic to me. Andrew Luck definitely is not going back. He's been out of the league for, I think, since 2018, maybe 2019. He seems very happy. Um, he was at the college national championship and seemed to be enjoying his life with his kids. However, I do think there are some good possibilities of who we think could be the Colts' new starting quarterback. So the primary one I'm looking at is 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. The San Francisco 49ers have been very open to the, the fact that they want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo even after he made a playoff run they drafted a quarterback with the third overall pick in 2021 with their draft pick of Trey Lance. 
So that was pretty much saying, Jimmy G, this is your last year. And then we're starting the Trey Lance era. However, Jimmy G is not a horrible quarterback. He's not the best quarterback either, but he definitely can take you to the Super Bowl. And he's done it with the 49ers before where they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. But he is used to a run-first offense, which is primarily what the Indianapolis Colts are looking to become with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Jonathan Taylor is a 2020 rookie, so he has a lot of upswings still, and he had an MVP-type year this past year. However, he just got beat out because, let's be honest, the MVP usually goes to a quarterback. It's a quarterback award. Another possible candidate that could go to the Indianapolis Colts is Mitch Trubisky. Now, the last time you heard of Mitch Trubisky, it was most likely when he was quarterbacking for the Chicago Bears. He was drafted in 2017, and... That was this just hasn't been a great era for the Chicago Bears. They did have a I think they went to the playoffs for two seasons, but Mitch kind of got a bad rap because he made a lot of bad decisions. He's a young quarterback, but he also was working underneath Matt Nagy, who Matt Nagy got coach of the year, but he also proved these last two years that he's really not capable of leading a team. And he was just fired by Chicago because he didn't help their newest draft pick, Justin Fields, much, which kind of makes you wonder if Mitch actually is better than what people thought he was. There's also a chance that he will go to the New York Giants, though, because he was the backup for the Bills, and the Bills just hired one of the assistant coaches, Brian Dable, to be uh, their new head coach. And so he may follow his old coach to the New York Giants, where he will take over at the quarterback position for Daniel Jones. However, that is still very much up in the air. I think that if Mitch does get a second chance, this is going to be his last chance at quarterback. He's going to need to prove that he has what it takes to win a game and a playoff berth. Definitely, especially in a division such as the NFC East, if he does end up going to the Giants, because that's just, that's just a bad division. I mean, it's pretty much ran by the Cowboys, and so with the Cowboys falling apart, it's kind of a wide-open division, and anyone can take it. Uh, Jameis Winston is a free agent. He was the starter for the New Orleans Saints this past season. And actually had a pretty good season, including beating the Packers in week one uh, before he tore his ACL. And I actually wasn't expecting Jameis Winston to have a great season this past year. I was very confused when the Saints signed him. However, in the seven games Jameis was able to play, he threw for 1,170 yards and had 14 touchdowns and only three interceptions which is a great improvement from his, like, 30 interception games, or not games, 30 interception seasons that he was having. So he's not 
the worst guy. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy. He is a 2015 draft pick, I believe. So he's still pretty young, He, uh, but injury has hurt him, and he hasn't shown that he can be consistent yet. But he is a guy that the Colts could maybe get for cheap if the Saints don't end up re-signing him. However, ultimately what they need to do is figure out how to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. And I know that doesn't seem like a daunting task because Jacksonville hasn't been that great of a team lately. But the Indianapolis Colts have not beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2014, which was when Andrew Luck and Blake Bortles were quarterbacks of their respective teams. To put that into perspective a bit, 2017 was the last time the Jaguars had a winning season of 10 wins. Outside of that, they haven't had more than 7 wins since 2010, since before Andrew Luck was quarterback. Andrew Luck was drafted in 2012, and they had one win in 2020, and that win was against Indianapolis at home. So I don't know how the Indianapolis Colts expect to be a Super Bowl team if they cannot beat a team that has pretty consistently been considered the worst team in the league. Granted, this past season they had a great potential quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Problem is, is they Jaguars also had a horrible coach. They had so many locker room problems. You should have just been able to walk in and beat them. Urban Meyer was literally kicking his players. And the Colts still lost to a team that had no locker room chemistry because they just lost their coach because their coach was causing so many issues and the Colts were not able to beat that team. In fact, they went in and they just got pummeled. It looked like what Trevor Lawrence was supposed to look like all year. Carson Wentz looked horrible. Jonathan Taylor couldn't get much going. Frank Reich forgot how to coach. It, it was just a horrible game and... If the Colts are going to perform that way in what was pretty much a playoff game because all they needed to do was win that game and they made it into the playoffs, then they really have no reason to be in the Super Bowl or the playoffs at all. Next, uh, let's talk about something that a lot of people have a lot of opinions about. And that is Deshaun Watson. So on Friday, Deshaun was cleared of any criminal charges in the allegations against him from the women who said that he had forced them to perform various actions upon him, mostly at massage parlors or during private massages. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, he just paid off the judge, or there's a lot of rumors going around about how he's just getting off because he's rich and how he wasn't really punished. But here's my take on it. And this might make some people, actually, I know it'll make some people mad. It's already made some people mad on the internet. But this country is innocent until proven guilty. So let's say he didn't do it. Maybe he didn't do it. I don't get why people seem to 
want him to have done it so badly. It seems like they're mad that he didn't do it. If he did do it, then he should be charged because what he allegedly did was horrible. But the courts are saying that there's not evidence that he did it. They're throwing the case out. They're throwing out the criminal charges. Uh, the civil trials, I believe, still have to go on. But Deshaun Watson has been cleared of all criminal charges. He hasn't been convicted of anything. So as far as I'm concerned, that proves that he is innocent. And just because people make allegations against someone doesn't mean that they're automatically true. That being said, he would also be another contender for a quarterback spot. He was considered an elite quarterback before all of these allegations came out. Uh, the second best quarterback from the 2017 draft only to Patrick Mahomes, which is pretty good company to be in. He probably wouldn't go to the Colts because the Houston Texans still have his rights and they most likely wouldn't trade within their own division. However, that would be very interesting and I think would almost immediately put the Colts in Super Bowl contention if that did happen. I think what's more likely to happen if Deshaun Watson does come back is he goes to the Seattle Seahawks where he has a Russell Wilson-like career with Drew Locke playing backup because I do not think that Drew is going to be the franchise QB up in Seattle. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying Drew is bad at quarterback. I think he gets a lot of hate. I just don't see him being the guy right now because Pete Carroll's old and he's going to want a more proven guy than a 2019 rookie who has sat behind a bunch of random like filler quarterbacks for the last two years. And finally, we have to talk about the fact that the Rams are scary. Now, full disclosure, I am a Cincinnati Bengals fan, so this last Super Bowl was pretty difficult for me to watch. I thought that we had a pretty good chance. I thought that we were going to win it, and then the last two minutes happened. But that's in the past, so let's look at what we've got in front of us. So here we go. The LA Rams have what I call a fantasy football team in real life. Basically what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were with Brady and Fournette and Gronk and pretty much every person who was the best at their position signing with the team. The Rams kind of became that this season. Andrew Whitworth is 40 years old. He um, is still one of the better O-linemen in the league. He used to play for the Bengals, and we let him go. And now I kind of want him to come back to protect Joe Burrow, get another Super Bowl, but with a different team. However, if he does retire, since he is 40 years old in a very aggressive position, there would be $9 million in cap space that are saved for the L.A. Rams. Von Miller is also a free agent, and this is interesting. So Von Miller 
was on the Denver Broncos last season, and I believe he was traded in the middle of the season. Uh, he is great at what he does. He's one of the best at his position. He had eight sacks in eight games this season. He had four sacks in the playoffs alone for the Rams. He's the Super Bowl 50 MVP where he won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning's Broncos. And he's one of only six defensive players to win the Super Bowl MVP. So it's definitely rare for a defensive player to win it. And the fact that he did so is very impressive. Von Miller is very good at what he does. He's a very good football player, very smart football player. He has hinted at going back to Denver, though, so I'm sure that Broncos fans would be very excited if that came to fruition with Russell Wilson coming in and them getting Von Miller back, who was always a fan favorite. Secondly, Odell Beckham Jr. He is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Say what you want about his cockiness. He is great at what he does. He has that amazing catch that we you've all seen, I'm sure. The one-handed grab. If you haven't, look it up. Just type in Odell Beckham Jr. one-handed catch. I still remember where I was when I watched him make that catch. It is a keystone memory for me. I'll never forget it. It was insane. Um, he came in with a chip on his shoulder to prove something. He was also traded in the middle of the season from the Browns. Basically what happened was he was upset that he wasn't getting targeted and his stats were going down and Odell's dad, Odell Beckham Sr., went on to Twitter and put together a pretty much a documentary about Odell's like all of Odell's plays that he'd watched on TV where Odell was open and Baker Mayfield didn't throw it to him. So Odell definitely came in with a chip on his shoulder to show it was the Browns' fault. It wasn't his fault. He's still got this. He is the guy that you want on your team. So he had five regular season touchdown games across eight regular season games with the Rams. So he played nine games with the Browns, eight games with the Rams. He had five touchdowns with the Rams. He had zero with the Browns. And then Odell Beckham Jr. also had two touchdowns in the playoffs for the Rams on their Super Bowl run. And I believe one of them was in the Super Bowl. He also got injured in the middle of the Super Bowl due to a, uh, I think it was an ACL tear. So that number could definitely be higher. But I think that the Rams do have a strong possibility to run it back if they manage to keep both of these guys in L.A. They have a great core team there. Uh, their wide receiver room is insane. You've got guys like Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods. you got a good mixture of veterans and new guys. And I think that really helps them kind of stay humble, but also it leads to a more experienced young group with Robert Woods being able to help show guys like Van Jefferson the ropes. 
it does worry me, though, that Von Miller wants to go back to the Denver Broncos. However, I'm sure that Denver would welcome him back with open arms, especially considering they now have a quarterback. The Broncos are going to be working very hard to become playoff contenders. This will be interesting because Russell Wilson is 1-0 against Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is 9-0 in his career against the Denver Broncos. So one of those streaks is going to have to come to an end, and if Denver gets their wish, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes' streak because they're going to need to beat the Chiefs in order to get into the playoffs. There's just no way around it. I don't see them beating, even if they swept the rest of the division, I don't see them getting into the playoffs or going very far in the playoffs if they don't beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That is the team to beat. So this has been episode one of No Buts About It. I appreciate you for listening, and I hope to tweak things here and there. I hope to improve things as I continue to learn and we go on this journey together. Uh, Please follow this and share the podcast if you enjoyed it or if it was helpful for you. I am hoping to do this more often and be able to do this as a job eventually. We will continue to bring you the newest NFL news and hopefully make this a bigger thing than what it already is. If you're already listening to this episode, then you are already my biggest fan. Congrats! The next episode should come out sometime next week. I'm going to try to put together a recording schedule. I am in college, so it is a bit difficult to keep a consistent schedule for recording. But I will try to get that put together, and when I do, I will announce that so that you can be more aware of when shows are coming out. The NFL free agency period opens up today, I believe, so it will be very exciting to see how teams react to this and where they go, and we will have all of that coverage for you in the next episode, and we will continue to talk about where our players are going to be so that we can tell the story of this season. This podcast will also include things such as faith-related elements. We will be talking about uh, how certain players have said that their faith lives have related to their play on the football field and how that has helped them. Hopefully, we will get players on and be able to talk to them about that as well. That would be really exciting. That's the dream. So please uh, continue to listen, share this if you enjoyed it, and have a good day.